Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to their episode of Sheologians. We are here today to put the her in slicer. Oh, I was, okay. I have, I have a story. Okay. Oh. Okay. How about a slicer? You've so politely not asked me about the Band-Aid on my chin. Oh, I kind of noticed it for a second. And then, yeah. honestly, the mic covers it Great. and the and the like i don't know it blends in like through the screen okay good it yeah it blends in very well i like forgot about it <laughs> so i might have a permanent heart-shaped scar on my chin after this after what i did to myself the other morning but i just want to i just want to tell you briefly about my morning the other morning when i ended up with this and it is in the shape of a heart. I'd show you, but um, we'll just wait until it's healed up a little bit more. But okay, so so long story short, my name is Summer Yeager. That's my beautiful oh, host, yes. Joy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're in the process of dropping ransom from two naps to one nap, which if you've ever gone through that transition, like it's just the worst. It's the worst. Tra- it's the hardest is what I mean by the worst. It's just it's not a, it's not an easy one. So anyway, the other morning I was just like, so thankful that he was still sleeping because it had been such a long night. And the thing about my bathroom is that on the direct other side wall of my bathroom is his crib. Like, like when mm. I brush my teeth in my bathroom too loud, you can hear it in his room. Okay. Okay. So I was in there the other morning. I was not awake. <laughs> and I was just doing everything I could. My husband was also asleep. Now he can sleep through anything, so it doesn't matter. But I also just like, I don't know, when you're trying to be quiet, you don't just like go into your bathroom and like turn on all the lights and like yeah. open all the drawers. And like, so I'm like barely moving, barely breathing. Not no light is on. The sun is not up yet. It's pitch black. I'm washing my face and I like thought that I had felt a patch of dry skin. It's dry, dry, dry here. And so in the dark, I got out my exfoliator to like, because I had, I had my face wash on my face. So my face was already soapy and wet. And I was like, going to exfoliate this little patch of dry skin on my cheek. Um, and uh, I wasn't looking at anything because it was pitch black. And I was like, I can just do this by feel. It's totally fine. And then I like ripped the exfoliator down my face. <laughs> like my hand slipped and I like chunked my chin off. I mean, like. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that probably wasn't too bad. Like, it's fine. Like, I'm fine. Right. Like, I didn't even really. I was just like, oh, I didn't think anything of it again. There's no lights on. 
I finished washing my face and I'm like, oh man, that like, that's weird. That kind of like stings a little bit, but like my skin felt smooth and I didn't feel anything wrong. And um, anyway, when I finally turned a little light on, when I discovered that my like entire neck and my shirt are <laughs> covered in blood, like pouring, yes. like there's a <laughs> flap of my face skin on the counter <laughs> and your face bleeds a lot plus the water like it was really bad so <laughs> i was like okay well that's not good so anyway i washed it cleaned it up put a band-aid on i go downstairs and i am like what is that horrible smell and i go downstairs to discover that my dog had pooped all over a white rug and I was like okay all right it's that morning I pick up the rug (laughs) I go out the back I shake it out in the back I plan to hose it off later I set it down I come inside and I'm like wow like it's fine my baby is still sleeping this is so great I'm gonna drink my coffee I'm gonna get my bible reading in before everybody else is up this is wonderful Mm -hmm. I go into my living room where my other white rug is to discover that my poor daughter had just purchased with her birthday money an eyeshadow palette of like browns and neutral colors that my dog had eaten and wiped and dragged all over (laughs) the white rug. So where is Blink now? Yeah. Blink lives elsewhere. (laughs) Just kidding. That's my dreams talking. Um... (laughs) So now I have another white rug to clean. You're like he ran away. Yeah. He just ran away in the night. He pooped <laughs> on the rug, smeared an eyeshadow palette all over, and then he just ran he away. Just ran you know away. what? I'm sure I'm sure some other family is gonna find him and love him for the rest of his life. Right. On a farm. <laughs> I will tell you that one day I, I got a notification on my cameras, my outside cameras. And I opened it and he was running around out front and I was so upset. I was like, he didn't run away. He's trying to get back in. And I was so annoyed. I was like genuinely annoyed that he was out and trying to get back in. Like if you're going to escape, just do it. Yeah. Just go. Let us all grieve. And then. Yeah. And then, so whatever. Just kidding. Just kidding, everyone. I'm not. So, anyway, so, um, so then the dog, whatever, we, we make it through the day, patch my chin up, clean the rugs up, carpet clean the rug, like whatever. I'm heading out the door, and my son's like, I need you to come outside and look at Blink's butt. (laughs) I was like, what? I was like, do I need to, do I, do I explicitly need to, like, is this a need? Like, or can it, can I not, like, can I not? And he was like, no, you, you have to come. You have to come. So two nights ago, I thought we thought someone was breaking in. Cause that's what it sounded like downstairs. We knew everybody was upstairs. My husband goes downstairs to check it all out. Blink had been eating out of the trash can. And all that to say, the plastic and the paper towels and stuff, he did successfully digest. um, And they were all hanging out of his booty hole. (laughs) Anyway. You know. (laughs) 
why do people why do people get dogs i don't understand i the longer and you guys have heard me say this the longer i have a dog the less i understand why people have dogs but um so anyway you know that's just been oh and then so then i went to the gym and my friend was like hey like you get you just need to be ready like life's gonna be crazy it's gonna be so crazy and you need to just Mm -hmm. be ready and then when i got home my daughter started throwing up Like it was one of those. It was just that's been I could keep going. I'm gonna stop, but I could keep going. Like it's just <laughs> and what I wanna say is like we're all okay. Like everything's fine. And like that's just life. And I think sometimes sometimes it's it's helpful to laugh at other people's horrible, yeah, hilarious definitely. stories and just like not take it all too seriously is what I would like to pass on. Like You'll survive even when you're bleeding and people are puking and your dog is maybe needing to go to the vet and there's dog poop on the ground. <laughs> like everything's going to be fine. <laughs> Just what is he doing all night? What is he doing? It's like he's like up to things. He's he doing, is. he has like a rich life in the yeah. evening when everyone goes to I know to that bed. no one knows about. Like, what do I do? I can't just kick him outside, can I? Like, I, what do you do? He just bark all night. And I know, you know, I have a neighbor who's fine with their dog barking all night, but I'm not. I just feel like that's not yeah. the answer. Yeah, that's, that's not the answer. Things, Be a good neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. I think you kind of, I think dog barking is something you get like deaf to. Like, you get used to it and you kind of don't hear it when it's your own dog. But just so you know, nobody else feels that way about your dog. Nobody else feels that way, you guys. (laughs) Part of being a good neighbor is being in control of your animals. I that that's that's a that's that's a paraphrase of some Bible. Okay, so yeah, it's there. It's there. Agreed. Pay attention is what I want (laughs) to (laughs) say. Well, okay, you guys, yeah. You're wearing it well. I like I said, I completely forgot. I mean, I am seeing you through a Zoom call. So Yes. You know, if you are embarrassed, there, you can though. just conduct all business through Zoom calls for the foreseeable future. <laughs> I'm not. That's the thing. I'm not. If people I think what I feel bad is people are like, Oh, are you okay? And I'm like, what I don't happened? care. It doesn't bother me. And you're me. just like, I have to tell you the story. It's, it's fine. too, it's too right. much. It's too much to tell you. And it's like, can you really stop at the, I cut a piece of my chin off? I right. Get, like sliced. I don't know what the word is, but you know, you can't. Anyway. Right. That's it. That's my story. Um, <laughs> you guys can leave us a voicemail. Just stick into it. 465 Um, We are starting a new book this week in book club uh, november 29th it's so funny to me you guys are still asking me how does book club work so here i am to tell you that uh you join patreon.com slash theologians you'll get a link you'll join us live on zoom wednesday afternoons at 1 30 pacific arizona as you guys know you just had you just have to say Arizona. Okay, Arizona time, time. Because I don't know anything about your all's time change life. 
Um, and it's me and it's Joy and it's a bunch of other women in the chat from all over the place. We've got Kiwis. Yes. Um, we've got Australians. We've got Canadians. Um, we have South Africans. Uh, we had someone in Ireland. Um, they're all over and they're reading with us. So we are going to be reading That Hideous Strength, which is the final book in the Ransom Trilogy. Uh, can't call it the Space Trilogy. If you want to know why, join Book Club. We'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've really done something very different. I feel like this reading the trilogy has changed book club. It was already great, but it's changed book club. And certainly if you're like, like, I just think reading this book, even if you jumped in just for this book, which apparently this is the one that most people say you can read independently of the others. Yes. Um, I, yeah, like I, this is just, it was already a great group. Yes. But we're transformed. We're different after once we read that hideous strength, it's like, man, where are else we, will we go? Are we trauma no bonded? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was yeah, nervous. I'm, I was nervous to do fiction or wasn't yeah. sure because we'd never done fiction before in book club. And, you know, until like, What's so enjoyable about book club is that it makes me appreciate more of what we're reading in a way that I wouldn't on my own. And so I would not have made it this far into the Ransom yeah. Trilogy on my own. Um, it felt like slugging it sometimes, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just appreciating it. So it's fun. Join us. We're starting a new round Wednesday, so you're not behind. Um, and you can pretty much, I think, get that hideous strength for free if you've got like a library or I'm pretty sure it's like, yeah, free. it's free on a bunch it's, of apps. <laughs> yeah. There's a free audio version on audible. As long as you have a account active membership. Um, but yeah, there's, yeah, I would think it would not be hard to try. And honestly, if you own the other two, you probably you own this have one. Yes. Um, but you know, I don't anyway. Uh I yeah, I would still recommend it and I'm excited. I think this is just where we uh we've we've done something here. And I think we will just continue to have fun with fiction in book club. Not that we will we'll probably yeah. take a little break yes. after we I think finish we that come back to it though. But yeah. But yeah, we'll have, and, and, you know, not just any fiction, things that we would find uh, edifying for you guys. So, which is interesting. That could be an interesting concept, even for some people to think that. I know some people struggle to even read fiction because they feel like they only have so much time to commit to reading and they should be reading something that's like theologically edifying. Well, Fiction well, falls into that category. Yeah. Not everything, certainly, but plenty of things. Pl yes. So, um, C.S. Lewis, for sure, falls into I mean, that category. Like, we just, Paralandra yes. was <laughs> the most theological, that was more theological than some theology nonfiction that I've read. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hear that no. <laughs> anymore. Not by any. Um, That's an excuse. Yes. Yes, true. 
Um, there was one other thing before we jump in that yeah. I want to remind everybody of, um, which is just a little uh, gift idea recommendation for the male beard yes. haver in your life. <laughs> beard haver, beard haver sounds like such a progressive. <laughs> Term. Oh, to me, it sounded like a like a Viking, a weird Viking name. Oh, beard haver. Yeah. Like, yeah. OK. Anyway, my imagination's really running with that. <laughs> but, you know, uh, for the for the men, because we all know that beard havers are men. That's right. Um, and uh, that would be our recommendation would be uh, the products found on forgedbeardco.com. Uh, they have all kinds of wonderful uh, masculine, also festive scents. I feel like masculine scents are kind of fall winter scents in general. All the pine. Like, pine, <laughs> orange, clove, Fur. sage. You've got like your tobacco flavor. I don't know. It's just, it are, it works and yes. it works for this time of year. Um, but yeah, they have uh, sampler sets. They have uh, beard wash. They have beard oils. They have all kinds of things. So if you are looking for beard care for the beard haver uh, grower yes. in your life, um, we would definitely recommend Forged Beard Co. Found at forgedbeardco.com. Um, there are some Black Friday deals coming up this next week, or you can get uh, have a little savings, a little treat uh, if you enter code Sheologians at checkout. Yeah, and if you don't, you're missing out on the discount. And also, I will be mad at you. So use the discount code. <laughs> Um, yes, my husband uses it and I don't like super strong scents. They give me headaches. This stuff does not yeah. give me a headache. So yeah, I just want to throw that out there. If you're worried about scents, it's not yeah. for me. It does not bother me at all. And I'm super sensitive to that. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I do not and then a, uh, like a high synthetic sense type of feel. No, but, no, no, yeah. Anyway. And then, um, I'll plug that. Joy made some Christmas designs. So if you haven't checked out shopsheologians.com oh, yeah. yet, Joy's Christmas designs are up. There's Christmas cards. There's Christmas ornaments. There's Christmas sweaters. There's t-shirts. There's mugs. Um, and they're hand-drawn by Joy. So check those out there. Yeah, we're going to keep, uh, you know, talking about that. Obviously, the closer we get to Christmas, the less of an opportunity you're going to kind of have to um you know uh give uh, get those in time for the holiday yes. but we are also um i'm just going to go ahead and let you guys know now that at the beginning of the year we are going to have a new um feminism is poison design so hit excited. our shop and so if you're if you are like well dang i don't think i can get it in time or i don't know what she wants or blah 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 gift card uh we i can't make any overwhelming promises but i can tell you that 2024 is going to be uh more active in the shop we're gonna have more designs so at some point this year your loved one could <laughs> will use, use the gift card <laughs> yes they will absolutely find a design they like <laughs> so that is an option as well 
Okay, so this topic is so hard for me because I feel like I intentionally avoid it as much as possible. And here's what here's what I want to do. And you don't have to do it this way. I want to front load the nuance so that I don't have to go back to it. Okay. Um, Because what we're doing today is kind of we're going to give you some practical. Here's what I'm doing. I get a lot of emails. I read your emails and you guys hear us talk about a principle or we allude to a practice that's normal in our home. And I get the email that's like, give me all the details, like Mm. lay this out. What does this look like? You know? Um, No, I'm not going to say it. I'm just going to hope you forgot as well. Okay. (laughs) I had, I did. Well, now I have to be honest, but you gave me an assignment, which was that I had one week to get a sausage ball recipe put together. And I had one thought this week that I was like, oh, I got to look it up and find something. And then that was. And you never did. The, the sausage balls. They're, I... still, they're still emailing me about the sausage balls. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Here's what I'll do. I'll get a little okay. graphic recipe card and we can put it on okay. Sheila, the we'll Facebook page or something like that. Yeah. Okay. It's stuff like that. We talk about, you know, Joy is like, I make sausage balls. And then for three years, you guys are like, can I yeah. please have the recipe? But so <laughs> thinking a little bit more big picture, one of the reasons why I don't one, I don't like giving the specifics is not because I don't like the specifics or because I'm trying to gatekeep anything. It's that what what works in my house isn't going to necessarily work in someone else's house and so i much prefer i think it's so much better to talk about the principle of something and then and then let everyone live their life according to the principle and just i just assume I assume principles all the time. I assume that we're living by principles and that we're seeking to honor God in our specific situations where we are. So it's not that there's never a time or it's not interesting to give specifics or there's anything wrong with that. But I know I'm talking to a lot of different people and a lot of different walks of life and ages and all these things. And so it's like when I talk about this very specific thing to me and my family, I'm generally just going to talk about the principle and not bother you with the one, two, three, because what does it matter? You have to figure out the one, two, three. And I hope that all of the principles that I'm living by honor God. So, Hmm. or are are biblical or are just simple, like, and I think scripture speaks in generalities. Scripture teaches in principles. It doesn't, it doesn't give you, you know, this is the exact amount of inch. You get into a lot of problems when you're like, you know, your skirt has to be two inches max above the knee or you, you like making extra biblical laws like that. And so that is why this kind of thing is so difficult for me to talk about because I so intentionally don't don't want to do that. I so intentionally enjoy talking about principles. And then I expect everybody to take principles if they're biblical and then apply them with wisdom. And I think, again, that's how scripture speaks. So that's how we should speak. But all that to say, it's the holidays. So I'm going to grant some requests. We're going to, 
not yeah. give you the sausage ball recipe on air. But <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take some time to answer some of the kind of bigger question, particularly household. Like what are this is, you know, we'll talk about family worship and then we'll get the email. What does your family worship look like? And again, all the reasons why I've never told you before are because of what I just said, but this is it. We're telling you. And what I'm not saying is that you have to do it like this. What I'm saying is here's what we've done. If it's biblical, go ahead and apply it to your life. However you, yeah, whoever you are in whatever situation you have. Um, so let's answer that question first. And then if you have any specific things you've been thinking of that you want to go over, we'll go over that. But a question that we get a lot is family worship, catechism. What does that look like in your home? Like, what is it? Is it a, is it a book? Is it a set of songs? Like that question is so, 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 so common. So what do you guys do? Um, so we do, we don't, well, we don't do it every night. We do it most days. It's kind of one of those things that's like a high priority, but sometimes it just doesn't like if we're Mm -hmm. fellowshipping with other people in the evening like it just it's one of those things yeah um but uh definitely i mean first of all obviously we do it (laughs) that's the biggest thing i would say number one (laughs) you would do you should do it um but um and so uh we do songs we sing typically two hymns, often hymns, um, and we do tend to sing right now kind of the same few hymns just because we really want Georgia to, to learn, learn the hymns and yeah. be able to sing them. Yeah. Um, I do think, so this is a part of her school, which again, like our families are different. We have different amount of kids. We have different age kids. Um And so, uh, I'm not really, I haven't really started like structured school with her with like curriculum and stuff. It's just stuff that I kind of make up to help her learn certain skills. But the, a big thing that we're actually, so we just finished the days of creation with her and now we're doing hymns where I like take her like kind of section by section through the hymns and what they mean because it's you know she learns what the words are which that's i would say the big thing is like your kids are very capable yes they're like little sponges they just take in tons of information um and so if your kids like don't know any hymns it's because you're not singing any hymns that's just (laughs) that's just really the truth of it but um you know if your kids aren't understanding the hymns it's you just needed to ex- explain, so especially depending on some of the, you know, if you're <laughs> if you're real old school, there may be some words in there. They're just like, I don't what know what that, that means at all. Um, what is the potentate of time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and uh, so we do two hymns and then we do uh, Bible reading, which typically for us consists of a psalm or a proverb and uh or 
it will involve Matthew has this big whiteboard that he uses for his classes. And so he will draw like a story, like step by step and like race and then draw more. And so like, we'll go over like a section, like a story from scripture. And then we'll talk about, we'll talk about it. Um, and then we end in prayer. And usually we just have like a handful of people that we pray for. There are things we pray for in our family very consistently. And then we just kind of try to pray just like a yeah. rotate. Like if there's something we've heard that week, um, we try to pray for certain people or certain circumstances. So that's really how ours looks. It's yeah. sometimes it's a little bit longer. Sometimes a little bit shorter. Sometimes we hit it three nights a week. Sometimes we hit it seven nights a week, you know, right. like it's just, it just one of those things. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah. No, pretty I think simple. that's great. I think that it, a lot of, you know, uh, books can be helpful. Like we're going to, we're planning on going through Jonathan Gibson's O Come, O Come Emmanuel. Oh, yeah. From yeah. Truth for life. Um, so I highly recommend it's a, his, uh, be thou my vision, which is his yearly one is really great. Ooh. Um, I think a lot of times people want a map or a manual, and I know that that can be helpful, but like really just think about like, what are the important like daily spiritual disciplines that you want to be a part of your family that you want your kids to have? Yeah. You want them to be able to sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. You want them to be able to pray. You want them to know the word. Like it doesn't have to be a form. It can be formal. You can be taking them through a catechism. Like that's fine. Um, I just, it doesn't have to be like, if you're like, I'm not trying to spend money on a book right now, I'm already whatever, yeah. but like, you don't need one. I do think there are a lot of really great free resources out there, but I think just strip it back and go, okay, what's the point of this? Like, yeah, why are we doing the thing? This? I forgot. The one thing I forgot is that we do a uh, memorization too. So sometimes we do a catechism and then a verse connected. And then sometimes we just do like verse memorization. But I honestly do think one thing that I've noticed is that um, like, I think kind of the reason we're not against doing a book. And I think if you're trying to figure out if you're like a book family, now's a great time because there's lots of like Advent stuff. <laughs> um, so you could kind of try that out. But I think too, one thing I've noticed is that like my husband kind of enjoys, he kind of enjoys like putting together a little lesson or like if it's something that he's thinking about or something he, I don't know, just something that comes to his mind. Like, you know, I, I do, I think it's a good proper thing for the head of the household to like initiate and run family worship. Not that you can't help or make suggestions, but sometimes I think, you know, you might, uh, I'm just saying this in case like you haven't thought of it this way, but I do think sometimes like the leader of the household might, he might just enjoy being like, here's what I think about. Here's a lesson I want to pass on to the family. Right. So like, this is what I'm this is what we're doing for yeah. today. Yeah. And my, my, yeah, I would say, you know, my husband teaches for a living and he likes teaching. So I, that's just kind of something yeah. he likes to do. And honestly, like if we try to pick a daily book, like we have a really hard time falling off and then getting back. I don't know. So 
I am with that. I agree. I agree with yeah. That. Okay. What do you want to cover next? What do you guys do? Okay. Yeah. Like I said, we do. My husband has a book. It's a short catechism. He's my husband's a really great teacher. So he just has a way with kids, I think. Um, and he takes us through a catechism right now. We're like having a lot of fun figuring out how to bring ransom into it. Like get excited with him. Like, Mm -hmm. because, you know, obviously he's 14 months old, but what he can do is completely lose his mind while we're singing, loves it, loves the music, loves the singing. And so when we're singing, he just wants to participate and be a part of that. So we make sure we sing, we go over the catechism, um, we pray and each person kind of gets like, okay, you're going to pray for our pastors and our elders. Mm-hmm. You're going to pray for end abortion. Now you're going to pray for this, for that so that everybody is praying. And then the catechism that my husband likes to go through has scripture. I usually end up reading a large portion of scripture okay. and, um, I assign as part of schoolwork, Bible reading and memorization as well. And I just pick mm-hmm. Um, I just pick like verses that I think are going to be helpful to my each individual children because I know them and I know I just know them. So, yeah. And that's where it looks, it's going to look a little different because like, I think a lot of our verses that we pick for Georgia focus on like who God is, how to be wise. And that's just because right now she's young enough to wear we are and obedience to parents like those are really big the big things for or you know like as you as you pick little verses or variations of verses for ransom you know it's kind of just and then as kids get older they can understand it you know a big part of it it really is just like what can they carry what can they handle and what's applicable to them not that all of the word is not all applicable, but there's just some things yes. that are very helpful to a four-year-old and some things that are not very helpful to a four-year-old. Yes. Like the Babylonian exile, we will teach her about it. Don't get mad at me. Right. But like... But not right <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. Well, That's and that kind of leads into a different... A, a, a home recommendation that this is really my answer to a lot of emails that I get um, that I don't ever reply this (laughs) advice because I don't think it would really work in an email. Um, Mm. So I'll just give it to you all now and just hang with me for a minute. (laughs) Um, I really think you need to be, if possible, you know how there's the path, the famous passage in Deuteronomy about like, where should you be talking about the law? It's when you sit, when you stand, when you walk, it's when mm-hmm. you're, when you're awake. Right. Um, one of the most helpful things I think that moms need to do, and this is going to make some people go, Oh, I can't do that. I don't have, I can't, um, is I think you, you need to be going on walks with your kids or and and if you can't go outside you're like there's a foot of snow okay you need to be doing an intentional activity with your kids that is not just expressly 
getting dinner done, getting the laundry done, getting the dishes done, getting the kid to the practice. Like it needs, it needs to be time that you're spending with your kids. That's like just, just giving of your time. And, and it's not screen time. I don't care if you watch movies with your kids, but I just think a lot of the emails I get, the problem would be solved if it was just a regular, normal practice for you to be talking to your kids Mm -hmm. and just talking to them about their homework or talking to them about how they could do X, Y, or Z better, but like genuinely just time talking to your kids Mm -hmm. and listening to them like genuinely listening to them um, and not listening to them so that you can affirm all of their feelings, but like hearing their, I don't know. It's like, maybe I take it for granted, but a principle that should be alive and well in your kids' hearts is that mom is available to them. Mm. Now that I know some people can take that to such extremes that their kids are entitled brats and, but we're not going there. The principle is mom is available. So um, I've even made sure to train my kids to know that if I'm on my phone, if they start talking to me and I don't immediately put my phone down, it's because I'm already engaged in a conversation. Just like if a person was in the room. So like if I'm at church and I'm in the middle of a conversation, I my kids, if they need to talk to me, they come up to me. They put their hand on my hand or my arm to let me know. I'll stop what I'm doing with someone else as soon as I can talk to them. Like my kids know that if I'm on my phone and they need me, like I'm available. And if it's not a, like they will get first pick of my time. But that doesn't mean if I'm in the middle of a conversation, I can just drop what I'm doing. Because let's be real, all of us moms, like, how do we all talk to each other? We're not in person. We are on our phones. We're sending a text message. We're sending a voice message. Um, Well, and often if you put it down for a sec, like you're moving on and you're not picking it back up. Like you're getting distracted and so like it's acceptable. Like, like I like your comparison it would be, it, or even like if you were talking on the phone with someone, which a lot of us don't do, it would be like them coming up and just being feeling immediately entitled to your time. Or like if you're in the middle of making dinner, it's like, oh, I need you to play with me right now. That's not what we're talking about. I do caution you against, like if you hear someone recommend to you to spend intentional time with your kids and your brain instantly goes, well, I can't just spend all day playing with them. It's like, okay, maybe you should discuss this with your husband or someone and just like, I'm just saying it's very easy to, it's very easy to take the, well, it's not necessary for me to sit and be with them all day and take it so far that like, they're not, you're not ever available to them. And you're, you're rationalize it, rationalizing it by saying like, well, I have things to do and they're not entitled to all my time. But what it sometimes can mean is that they're not, you're just not available. You're not there for them, which is, they're the primary household. Like, you know, everyone's like, 
a church isn't the building, it's the people inside. It's like, well, the house is, and I don't totally agree with that, but yes, <laughs> you know, like, yes. but the same principle applies, which is that primarily yes. the people yes. in the house are the people. That is the <laughs> component, the primary component. Yes. So all the other things are important and all the other things yes. do make the house go but um the yes. whole reason especially if your husband works to have you home the whole reason you're there is to be available to the to the household and the first uh the the, the first uh responsibility would be the people who make it up <laughs> yes so my kids know if they start talking or express a need and i immediately put my phone down it's because i wasn't doing like right if i am scrolling on social media and they start talking to me my phone gets put down like there's no Mm -hmm. there's no question like there's right i'm not going to be twittering while a child is talking to me i'm not going to be liking something on facebook while my kid is talking to me like that's just not So they know that they know if I did not immediately put my phone down, then what I'm going to do is finish whatever I'm doing and set it down so that I can face them. And that is just, I think it's so important that moms do that, that they, they explain that, that they, there should be loyalty there, right? Like we should want our kids to know where our loyalties lie, which is primarily with them. Um, and I, and again, teach, you know, you have to teach your little ones in social settings. Like if you're in the middle of a conversation and they come up to you, it can't just be mom, 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 mom. Yeah. Like that has to be trained and that has to be taught as well. But they also need to know that you are going to be there for them ASAP. Like that they are, they are a priority. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So one way I like to do that, and now it's our outdoor time is we're going to be on walks. Like I am going to, we're going to be on walks and I'm not going to be scrolling on my phone and I'm not going to be doing other things. Like I'm going to be doing something with them. And my 13 year old even said the other day, she was like, I like our walking time because it's our talking time. Like this is when Mm -hmm. we're just, we're, we're hoping we're dreaming. We're like, Oh, I'm really excited to do this like on black Friday, because Mm -hmm. that's when we put our tree up and like, Oh, like, what kind of pie should I make? And like, oh, what should I buy for so-and-so for Christmas? Like it's our hoping, our dreaming time. It's, you know, it's the time where we kind of check in with each other. And I just think, I think you need to change. If you're in a time that's so overwhelming with your little ones, first of all, no, it's not always going to be like that. But number two, like what you're building is like your bestest friends. Like these are going to be your sweetest friends for life if you don't jack this up, like if you, if you are loyal to them, you are going to be getting out from them, like friendship and loyalty that is going to last till after you are dead and gone. Mm -hmm. And so like, don't underestimate what you can accomplish in a walk and a talk because it's going to mean something and put your phone down, like put your phone down when they talk to you, like they need Mm -hmm. to know I'm more important than whatever is on Instagram. And I know like maybe, maybe we all know that, but like, are we practicing that? Because they do need to know that. So that is one of my like 
I, I think you can really quickly hurt a lot of feelings and create a lot of disloyalty by not doing that. And I'm totally an advocate of, and I've talked, I've talked about it on the show before. Like I remember when I had four kids, eight and under, <laughs> like everyone that was around me was eight and under. Like there is a lot of talking and mm-hmm. I absolutely believe that there was, there is a time for you to say, Hey, does all of this need to be said right now? Mm-hmm. Who, who is this? Who is this for? Like, I do yeah. believe there's a time to say to your kids, Hey, like this, the chatting is like, there's a time for that. And there's a way to do that. That isn't painful and doesn't shut them down. But like, Genuinely, I know there are so many of us out there who have kids who just talk for the sake of hearing themselves talk. And Mm. that's not a good character quality, by the way. Like, if you have a kid who talks just to hear themselves talk, like, don't lie to yourself and be like, oh, they won't be like this when they're 27. Because guess what? Yes, they will. So help them. Help them think through speech and appropriate speech and when to speak. And it's Mm -hmm. a big topic you need to train your kids in. But that's just the thing is you need train them in it and i think you talking to them is um the best way to do that and speaking of talking i've been talking too much so anyway my hot tip (laughs) my hot tip is go on a walk with your kids talk to your kids put your phone down and if you're really grumpy maybe you need to take yourself out on a walk and you'll feel back when you come back like you'll feel better when you come back i know that's true for me like if everybody's just like really grumpy or been inside too long, like go for a walk. I know that sounds like the most simple advice, but it I genuinely believe it will absolutely change your day if you can just oh, get yeah. out the door. Yeah, it's super helpful. And, you know, like we we walk almost every day. And um, I mean, a large part, we don't like saunter like we have these hills in our neighborhood. So a large component of our walks is like exercise yeah like yeah like not like so there's parts of the walk where we're not talking because yeah. we're like getting up the top of the hill you're all breathing and hard. Then there are times like there are times when like if i just go out with georgia i'll bring my phone and my and i'll put a headphone in but i don't start until we kind of lull yeah like there's just different like if you if you go out and you walk with your kids and you have older kids and younger kids like and everyone's just talking the whole time like just observe like what is the it's okay to think about it it's okay to not have a list of rules of things set in stone that you can do or you can't do like to some sometimes like listening to an audiobook listening to dracula right now obsessed with it like and it helps it helps when you're working, you're exercising and you're doing something strenuous and you're just like, okay, I still got more, got more hills. Especially when I go by myself, like I'm pushing the stroller the whole time. If Matthew comes with me, like we can split that up. But so, which the stroller adds like a lot, yes. a lot of extra weight. <laughs> um, yes, it but, does. <laughs> uh, but so what I'll, like, what I'll do is you can read the situation. Like when Georgia and I go on walks and it's just her and I. She usually is very, very talkative in the beginning and then it kind of dies off. And it's to the point where like, I, so I just won't, I won't play anything. And then when she's not talking, I'll start playing it, kind of listen to it. 
But if like I see some landscapers like mowing a lawn up here, I'm like, pause. She's talking to me about it. Like yeah. she's going to want to talk about this. <laughs> like it's okay to just, it's okay to, instead of just deciding one way or the other, like my kids are entitled to this percentage of my time mm-hmm. and the rest of the time I am free to do whatever I want. Just have your like, eyes open. It's okay to just watch and be attentive and, and, and look and, and that means that sometimes you're going to say, you're going to get to go, Oh goody. Like I get to be uh, an available parent and do the thing I like, which is listen to Dracula. And then sometimes you're going to have to be like, Oh man, I really want to listen to Dracula right now, but I need to not do that. And that's a good practice. Yes. That's a very good thing yes. to practice. That's okay. It's just watching. Like it's good to learn when my kids want me, need me, um, like just their habits and their, that's like a part of getting to know them as well. And that's what, that's what allows you to, that's a huge part of discipleship. I feel like is like knowing the parts that they're not telling you. And I would imagine that goes, you know, that's the same, like with my husband towards me and that's how it is with me towards him. Like you kind of have this little understanding. um, And that's a very, that's a very um, maternal female thing most of us are very good at that at kind of being like oh i know that about them and they've never told me that like yeah you know like but i could tell you the things about them that they don't they may not even know how to like put it so i don't know i think that a good practice is just kind of knowing them and that means watching that means not deciding like well we play for 25 minutes every three hours and that's it like i don't know first if you have like 10 kids, you know what? Do what I'm you gotta not, do. <laughs> I'm not saying you're not doing that by being super scheduled. Cause I know I have friends that are very scheduled and that's how they, that's how they make it. And they're right. doing a great job. They know their kids, they know they're available. Like, but, right. but yeah, um, I was going to say, I don't know, like really, oh, I, well, I was going to talk about Georgia is little, so we do this to some extent, but you were talking about like screen time, consuming media. And um, we have kind of a classification of screen time, which is that like there is an amount of time where she is allowed to ask. Like on Fridays, she may ask to watch, she can ask to watch TV any day, but to just sit alone and like watch a movie, that's Friday. Okay. Um, that happens on Friday. Any other day, it's pretty much required that like one of us sit with her and watch what she's watching. And that means she has a lot of access to movies and stories and TV shows, but not just like mindlessly sitting there and we have to be available to watch it with her. And a lot of time, and then there are shows that like we we have deemed it more appropriate to watch with her. Like I was, I think I mentioned that she loves Spidey and his amazing friends, which mm-hmm. is like the most tame version of superheroes ever, but it's very modern. And so yeah. they'll say like, it's important that we, that we sit with her, not just because we're available to watch with her, yeah. but it's important to talk to her about things. We, it's not, it's not important for us to make sure she never hears the word, 
a word about climate change or here's the wrong thing. But right. it's important that we're sitting there with her. <laughs> like there are some shows that it's like you she could watch, she could sit down and marathon all the seasons and I don't have a single problem with anything that's said. And then there, there are shows like Spidey and His Amazing Friends, which is like her favorite show that she loves more than any show. But they say things like, you can't steal. Stealing is not good. <laughs> and it's important that we're there sitting with her going, no, stealing is not not good. It is wicked and evil. And it's a violation of your your neighbor. Like, <laughs> And so that's just, you know, if that you guys are watching so that show, funny. just keep in mind that kind of stuff is happening. <laughs> Or my oh. other one, my particular uh, favorite is the episode where they have an in, they have a new amusement park that's run entirely off of one windmill, <laughs> and it's on the beach. I'm like, do you know how many birds are dying because of that? Anyway, windmill power. Do not believe the propaganda. <laughs> I love that. I did a thing. So here's what here's how I dealt with when twilight infiltrated my tweens friend group every even if you have young kids everyone needs to stop and listen to this right now because twilight is a whole okay so twilight twilight infiltrated my girl's friend group and so my girls were like oh you know everybody's favorite movie is twilight like can we watch it and i unfortunately like immediately burst into laughter because wow <laughs> i mean here wow. we are okay you're Twilight's like, That's on my doorstep um, now, life that we're in <laughs> i am aware that in the first film there's like really nothing i mean it, other than it just genuinely being a bad story and the lesson being absolutely horrible like there's nothing you know i don't think there's a curse word i don't think there's Mm -hmm. i think they kiss at the end you know like it's okay so as far as content i'm not gonna have to like bleep anything out or skip anything okay so i know that much i also know that the story is so predatory and just your typical like oh the bad guy you know like just really trashy like training girls to believe that that guy who wants to kill you and eat you mm-hmm. is probably the hottest most attractive guy you could go for right which is like the guy that's not a, a guy the guy that's like a dead person <laughs> yeah so i yeah. was like okay now one thing I know, I don't always buy into the like, oh, if you shelter them from it, then they'll just go towards it. Like, that's a bad argument. Yeah. But what I did want, what I do want my daughters to be able to do is to hear a story and actually hear the story being told. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, not I'm just did to- I like it? Did I did it like tickle my emotions? But like, was it actually good? Yes. So I told them that. I would allow them, the older two, the tweens, yeah. teenager and tweenager, whatever they call them. I don't know. I said, I will let you watch the first movie. And if, if after you watch it, you can actually tell me why it's a terrible movie. Like, that's your challenge. I was like, I want you to be looking for what the movie is actually saying. 
I want you to be looking for the choices that the girl is actually making. And whether or not you get to finish the series or see more of this is going to rely solely on whether or not you can tell me anything insightful about this story. Mm -hmm. Because if you can't see what's wrong with this story and then you want to watch more where you're missing it, you're like, you're missing it. (laughs) And I was just like, also, it was kind of like a test for me. Like, have I trained my my daughters to read a story have I like trained them to see through like the emotional anything of anything and like have I done my job I was kind of curious yeah so anyway all that to say they did really well um they watched it they laughed at it because they knew like just how bad I laughed the first time I saw I don't even think I've seen all of them but I've definitely seen the first one and when he glittered I was like no I was like this can't be happening (laughs) this can't be happening (laughs) it's happening it's happening they did really really well they laughed at it they agreed that it's a terrible movie they understood that um Edward was a terrible choice in mm-hmm. in boyfriend um they understood that the girl is just a moody brat they were able to yeah. spot the character problems and so all of that to say with screen time um i think something to remember is that when you, when we were all kids we were just at the mercy of whatever was on tv but kids have mm-hmm. access like everything now is on whenever you want it like you hit play when you want to hit play and so kids um, need to be given boundaries in a whole new and different way. And they need to be taught worldview. And again, then mm-hmm. people go, okay, well, how do you teach your kids worldview? Um, I take them on walks and I talk to them. That's my big secret. Yeah. You guys or want the big like, secret. <laughs> if you're a nerd, if you're a nerd and your family is a bunch of nerds, Like you could draw up a hundred point criteria for how you view movies that includes things like story and acting and cinematography Cinematography. and all these things. And it's like a part of watching the the movie is that like everyone has to decide what this, like there's a, there's so many ways that you can, or it can be as simple as, you know, today's TV day. And you're watching Spidey and his amazing friends and they're telling the villain like, that's not, you need, you just need to manage your emotions. And it's like, no, he's wicked. Like he should be, you know, and it's just, there's a, there again. Yeah, there's not, but you should, you should care. I don't think that the proper way is to just be like no screen time at all, but it's also not screen time so that I don't have to be a parent, do something unpleasant and be available in a way that I don't want to. My last hot but, tip, because I know we've been going on for a while, but I have I have a hot tip that I think is just so important to building up your household and to training your children. And that is something that I started a, a years ago to save my sanity that has just kind of become part of the fabric of our home, which is that um, I took the time to train each of my kids and to give them real like individual ownership in certain chores. So my example would be that, um, like my son, the thing he takes ownership of is the back patio. Like if the back patio is a mess, like it's his. So every day, and part of this was because I wanted him to get outside and like play with the dog and 
see the sun and whatever. But like every day he has to go outside and he has to like make the that yard a place that the rest of us would want to be. And just kind of that constant maintenance of like going outside and doing something with your hands. And then I had another daughter who really loved to eat eggs in the morning. And so we taught her how to make eggs really, really well and just like gave her ownership of that. Mm -hmm. And she learned how to do that to the point that like people will ask her to make eggs for them because she does Mm. such a good job at it. Like she's genuinely good at it. And then I have another daughter who I taught, I learned how to make pie crust so I could teach her how to make pie crust so that we always have a pie crust in the freezer. And so like, Mm -hmm. honestly, part of her chores sometimes are like, make pie crust. Like we, we don't Mm -hmm. have any pie crust in the freezer. Like, how can it be? Well, that can't be. Um, and so just like, and I don't have to walk her through it. Like I trained her, she knows how to do it. When the kids were younger, a really important thing for me was teaching each of them how to just like clean a bathroom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, how do you wipe down a toilet seat? How do you wipe down a sink? Like just those little. And so like everybody, all of my kids, I can just say, Hey, please go clean the bathroom. Like that's your chore today. And they know, they know what to do. They know what they're looking for. Like just like these little giving them ownership and taking the time to train them in these little things, like sets you up for so much success and it sets them up for so much success. Like when my kids leave the house, like if they go into their own apartment, they're going to know minimally how to make pie crust eggs clean a bathroom, um, make the outside look nice. Like just these little things that I want them to have when they leave the house. Um, all of my kids start folding their own laundry at eight. I mean, it's really not something an eight year old can't do. Um, you know, when they're tall enough, they'll run the laundry themselves, like, and fold it themselves and put it Mm -hmm. away themselves. And that doesn't mean I'm never involved in the laundry, but just that that is the, the the normal thing to do is to fold your clothes like that. And so I just think taking the time to do that um, is not is actually, again, building of that loyalty and like ownership. And p- you're a part of the household. You're not the mom. Um, you're not responsible for all of this stuff in a way that I'm responsible for it. But you're capable of it. You're capable of doing it. Um, and you're capable of being a part of making the household run like you're a part of it and you're important. And so I just think that's, and again, this is one of those things where it's like, principles are better. Principles are better. My message here is yeah. not that your kids need to start folding their clothes at eight. That is not the message. I'm saying this is one way that um, I bring the kids into a regular part of taking care of themselves and being a part of the household and being invested in it. So however you want to apply that to your home, you know, do that. I don't care if your eight-year-old folds their laundry or not. It's not important. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, My last thing really was just, uh, um, this, I guess this kind of applies more, for like little kids littler um but it's like you can basically it's just to like teach them to play 
Um, and I think it kind of this hits a little bit on like some things we talked about, like you can teach your kids to play that way. They'll play independently. And that way, if you really do need to go do step away or do something, then they've learned. Yep. Um, and that means there's all kinds of independent playing that they might need to practice. Yeah. Practice. And they're not going to initiate it. They don't understand. They don't, they're new here. <laughs> so they don't know that like, drawing and coloring is a good independent um fun edifying endeavor um until you show them that it is and that might mean you need to sit with them for a little bit and teach them like let's like the big thing with georgia i was like let's she like she doesn't she doesn't know how to draw she doesn't know what you draw and so I was like, let's draw different faces. Like, let's draw a happy face and a sad face and a mad face. Like, let's draw, you right. know. And and so that means that for a period, like you are, by teaching your kids um, to play, you are, like, you're teaching them just th- stuff in general. Good, good skills, good edifying things. Right. Um, that are artistic or intelligent or whatever. Um, but you are also, I think that in a way playing comes very easily to them. And so maybe the way they play, uh, is limited. Like I would say certain there are, especially with Georgia, like there are certain, like I have never had to teach her to take two little characters and like do a little scene with them and like play and go back and forth. Never had to teach her that. (laughs) But like, sometimes it's like, if I sit down and try to play little things, everything instantly becomes a catastrophe. There's like always a problem. It's highly dramatic. And so there's like a part of me that's just like, can we just play house? (laughs) Like, can we? So like, I'm gonna teach you, I'm gonna teach you it's not that no drama can ever happen. There's no climax or anything to any stories, but it's like, cause it's like violent sometimes <laughs> like jumping and landing on things and all this stuff. And I'm like, so then that means that I have to initiate instead of just being like, I don't like how you play. That means I have to initiate there. Like I have to initiate, okay, how do we play this game in a way that is fun for other people too? Because that's another thing that that little kids are very good at is they're fun. They're very good at having fun themselves. And sometimes it's like, oh, I don't like the game you play where you just scream at the top of your lungs for as long as I will let you. And most people will not like that. Not like that game. So some of this is like... Some of it is helpful for you as a parent. It's helpful for them. It's helpful for them becoming a friend and become just some of this is very early relationship skill building. Like, yes. I look at my friend. Does she like the game I'm playing? <laughs> like, she looks horrified. What's the C.S. Lewis? Haunted. Haunted. What, <laughs> C.S. Lewis word. Does your friend look Haunted. Maybe we should play a new game. Maybe we should not yell. Maybe we shouldn't jump on her head anymore. Anyway, I'm just saying that these are the things that like, that when you play, 
And when you take time to be like creative and instructive, you can teach your kids lots of things by just being intentional and not a just doing everything you want and b just doing everything they want. But saying like, this is a really good minute to, to practice. Yes. Like being in proximity, being friends. So I don't know. I just think that I think there's a lot of really woo woo philosophy on play when it comes to kids. Um, And some of it far surpasses biblical insight and the anthropology of what humans are and all these things. Um, But I think that the, the mistake we could make is to look at that and be like, well, we just toss it all out. They'll figure it out. Um, Right. It's just, it's a, for little kids, it's a really good moment. And you know what? You might have to be learning your, your favorite method of interacting with your kids might be going on a walk and talking. And the thing is you might have three kids under the age of five and that might not be your favorite activity. Right. (laughs) And so it's like, sometimes it's for you too. But anyway, I guess I don't know, like, I don't know exactly how to, to summarize that last one other than that, like just playing with them and being creative and, and just like taking time, it kind of goes along too with just like evaluating their needs and what they like and maybe what they're not as good at. And then kind of just like stopping You're right. being available in a way that you kind of just like quickly build something for their good. Like I'm going to take this time to specifically address this. Like I noticed that that's how it started. Georgia was playing sidewalk chalk and she would just get bored with it. But when I taught her how to like, Oh, you just draw this, you draw this, like, look, I'm drawing this. Like she was like, Oh, I can draw anything. And then, and then the next step is like, I'm not good at drawing anything. And it's like, well, okay, here we go. Let's move. Right. I don't know. I just think that I, I think that uh, I'm not saying you have to give your whole day to free open play. What I'm actually saying is you should be intentional about, you should take like some, take a second to use some brain energy. Right. To say like, what's the best use of this time? Um, And that can, you can like check a whole, if if you are, especially if you're like a type A uh, ambitious mom, it's like you can, that it may seem wrong, um, but you can check a lot of boxes by just like taking a second in that moment and right right being being i guess what i'm saying is like be a little creative like even if you're kind of doing something just be like oh like i'm realizing my daughter doesn't like she doesn't get drawing (laughs) so i need to show her (laughs) like and include that in what you do the next day i don't know i'm just saying like just anticipate needs and just kind of and act on them you know yeah I think a lot of times we get frustrated if it doesn't like take right away and don't do that right like just don't do that yeah sometimes things take time and that's okay yeah and but the, the great thing is with little kids like that it's like she's good like five minutes of drawing and she's like oh i've had i've hit my drawing quota for the day sometimes it's longer but it's like it doesn't usually always take (laughs) it doesn't always take very long that's a huge i mean i don't know we've we've talked long enough but 
sometimes I, you know, if you're like just agonizing at how often your kids need you, it might just be because they've been asking you all day. But it's like if I've noticed that if I play with Georgia for like 20 minutes, she will play independently for hours. And I'm not saying like, oh, good, whew, only 20 minutes. But it's just like sometimes they don't actually need you're making it seem like they need more than they actually do because you're being dramatic and selfish. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Did we get into principles? Okay. You can leave me some voicemail at 470. We can't help it. 465-0475. That should be our new tagline. It's Sheologians and we just can't help it. We can't help it. We can't it's just, help it. We, we can't, can't help, help it. it. I couldn't. You guys want you guys want the details too bad. I'm going to tell you the principle and then tell you to go away and apply the principle. I love you, XOXO. Here's the principle. Don't care about the details. Um, don't forget to join book club. It's the week. This is the best week to join book club that's ever existed. That happens at patreon.com slash theologians. And we'll see you guys next week. See ya. Oh,